Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey guys, this is EJ Holland with the Wolverine.com, and we're back with another Wolverine live recruiting show here exclusively on our YouTube channel. Help us hit that 25,000 subscriber number by liking this video and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Liking the video helps us get in front of other Michigan fans, brings more questions to the chat, makes this show more fun so hit that like button and if you're already subscribed to our youtube channel you'll definitely enjoy the wolverine.com where you can sign up for one dollar for one month and get premium insider recruiting information team information and so much more tonight's show is sponsored by suzy surma is it time you should sell the market is definitely hot for sellers the key is still having the right agent list your home to maximize your potential earnings, having the right realtor can change the outcome substantially. It's extremely important to have someone who will give you honest advice and provide a marketing strategy. Susie Surma is the local expert that can help you through the process. We all have questions like, are you ready to make the move but not sure where to start? Contact Susie Surma today. She will answer all those questions on preparing your home for the market. Is my home ready to list? A great realtor can be a difference maker on how much your home sells for and how quickly. Suzy Surma's listing evaluation includes a marketing strategy. Plan contact, contact her today to book an appointment. It's a big decision to sell your home, and I know I'd want an experienced agent like Suzy Surma on my side. Contact Suzy Surma to start your customized home evaluation today. Call Suzy at 248-767-5633 or email her at suzy at 
M-O-T-U-S-R-E.com. So again, thank you to Susie Surma for sponsoring tonight's show. Tonight is the free show, guys. So leave your questions in the chat box and I'll get to all of them. If you want to skip the line and help me with my travel budget, hit that super chat button. It's the little box with the dollar sign. That money goes directly to our travel budget so we can continue to travel around the country and see Michigan's top targets and commits. And the first question comes from John A. Schultz. And he says, EJ, are there any recruits coming to the Ohio State game that you think could commit shortly after? And how important is it for UM to win the game in terms of recruiting? Uh, it would be huge for Michigan to win the game. Obviously, it would be the third time beating Ohio State. You do it in the big house again. And I think that that opens the door for some potential 2025 commits you know getting early on the boat like you said there could be guys that get that visit high that just decide to jump in the class i mean beating ohio state a third time can really do wonders for recruiting it's set to be a really massive weekend there are a lot of targets that are going to be on campus and i think michigan can move the needle with you know the elite level guys like Bryce Underwood, who's trying his best to work around his playoff schedule to be there. Uh, DJ Pickett is another guy scheduled to come in, the nation's number one safety. I think you can create real movement with those guys who already have a lot of interest in the program. I think you could maybe take the next step with some top 100 recruits that have expressed interest, but you know, are, still have Michigan maybe outside of their top three, maybe a guy like Andrew Marsh, who, you know, is a five-star level wide receiver out of Texas, who's planning to come in for the game. As far as guys that are coming in that could commit, that's a good question. You know, it's always hard to project um, this far out. I think you could close with some, you know, local guys like uh, um, Elijah Dotson, who's a three-star athlete out of the Detroit area, you know, maybe you could get a surprise like uh, an on 300 wide receiver, Kalik Lockett, who has been really, really high on Michigan. I mean, there's, you know, no telling. I think, uh, again, you could see multiple commits come out of a, a win against Ohio State and just how massive a recruiting weekend that's going to be. John A. Schultz gets back with another question and he says, which 2025 edges are Michigan looking good with same with uh, nose tackles you have missed on their targets in 24 unless they get boy row. So it's a big need. Yeah. Makai boy row. Uh, for those of you that don't know, former Florida commit was looking to make a visit to Michigan this weekend now looking unlikely. So nose is a big need for the Wolverines next cycle. Um, as far as, you know, edge, you, you saw Michigan lose a couple of guys earlier this cycle. Jacob Smith flipped to Kentucky. You had Elias Rudolph flip to Miami. So that'll be, you know, uh, a top priority next cycle. I think there are a few guys that are really, really high on the board, but Michigan is going to have a tough time without a true NIL plan. Um, you know, tough time landing those types of guys. So, you know, you have Ari Watford who's the nation's number two edge in the country uh, here in my own backyard out of Norfolk, Virginia. You know, Michigan's been working to get him on campus, but 
again, going to be a really tough lane. I think more realistic, you know, potential targets outside of, of Ari and, and you see there, he's actually moved up to the number one edge in the country per on three. So if you don't have a true NIL plan, I think it's going to be tough to get, you know, guys like, uh, like Ari Watford on board. But I do think Michigan's in a good spot with some other potential edge guys. Um, you know, I, I think Michigan's maybe in the lead for Jalen Williams. You know, you talk about guys visiting for that Ohio State game. Jalen Williams is coming in out of Palatine, Illinois. So in Chicagoland, I had a chance to visit with him um, about a month and a half ago, and he was just so high on Michigan. That's, a, a you know, an offer he always wanted, uh, and he got it this offseason. You know, he's a four-star prospect on the uh, industry ranking, and I think that he should be a four-star prospect a lot, uh, across the board. He's a big kid at six foot six, 280 pounds, but doesn't even look 280. He's he's a candidate to be a Mike Morris type of guy for Michigan if he ends up in Ann Arbor. And, you know, another guy out of Chicagoland that's very high on Michigan uh, is Nathaniel Marshall out of Oak Park, Fenwick. Um, he's a guy that visited in the offseason and is looking to get back maybe for that game against Ohio State. And Marshall is, you know, really highly touted. I think it's probably a Michigan-Notre Dame battle with some others, you know, involved there as well. But he's actually listed as a defensive lineman, but at six foot five, 240, they kind of like him in that Jalen Harrell role. Um, you know, really highly ranked, the number 30 overall recruit in the country, but Michigan doing a really nice job with him. Another prospect that Michigan's really high on is Adam Chauvelin out of Oakdale, Connecticut, goes to St. Thomas More. Chauvelin visited in the offseason. He's looking to get back for that game against Ohio State. I had a chance to catch up with him uh, also about a month and a half ago, and he's really excited about the Wolverines. He likes the scheme. He's Another prospect that's listed as a defensive lineman in the same you know mold as, as Nathaniel Marshall at six foot four, two thirty five, um, but they like him as an as an edge, a guy that can put on some weight and be the bigger edge guy, or you know also be more of a speed edge uh, on three is really really high on him. They have him ranked as the number one hundred and ten overall recruit nationally. The other services have him ranked as a three star, but I know that uh, Michigan values him a lot. So, you know, those are some edge prospects that Michigan is high on early on. And then, you know, some potential nose guys, you know, no, nose guys usually rise up later on in the process, but, you know, a guy that's really high on Michigan that's set to make his third visit this, um, this month is Amir Leonard, Gene Charles out of the Nashville area goes to Nashville Power Lipscomb Academy. You know, he visited for the spring game. He was back on campus in the summer, and now he's set to come back this month. And I say this month because he was originally scheduled to be on campus for this weekend's game against Purdue, but he may push that back for the Ohio State game. But he's listed at six foot four, two 285. I just saw him this past week, 
and he's over 300 pounds. So they like him as that, you know, bigger, longer nose. That's uh, that's definitely that mammoth type at over 300. Um, they landed that type of guy in Kenneth Grant, but didn't necessarily do that last cycle. I think Amir Leonard, Gene Charles kind of fits that mold. And you see he's unranked by on three. He's a four-star on rivals, a three-star on 24-7. But Michigan really likes this kid. And he does have some, you know, SEC offers. You see on the recruiting prediction machine, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Kentucky involved as well. So he's definitely a, a nose candidate. And another nose candidate that just visited um, last month is Dylan Battle out of uh, Mansfield, Texas, in the Dallas area. Goes to Timberview High. He's one that, you know, has quietly risen up Michigan's recruiting board and showed legitimate interest by making an unofficial visit last month. And I know it's tough to pull, you know, big defensive linemen out of the Lone Star State with so many um, Southern programs involved. And you see Dylan Battle, he's ranked as an on 300 guy um, and on the industry ranking also in the top 300. And you do have some of those local schools involved. You see the on three recruiting prediction machine shows TCU, Texas A&M, Texas, but you know, Michigan, a really interesting option for him. He knows that he can be developed at Michigan. He knows that, you know, the Big Ten is known as a physical conference. So I think the Wolverines are in a really good spot for the 300-pounder uh, early on in the recruiting process. So those are some no's and edge guys to know in 2025. All right, let's go up to uh, Ben Ricketts, and he says, Beefing up the recruiting department was mentioned in yesterday's show. Where do you see the biggest needs to improve the recruiting department and who are some recruiting staffers that you would like to see at Michigan? Um, I think just the general recruiting department. I think the scouting department with Denard and Gamble is fine. They have plenty of guys to break down tape. Um, I think the on-campus recruiting department is great. That's already been expanded. Remember, Christina DeRuiter's position didn't even exist before they hired her. And now she has a small army uh, of other girls working with her and they do a fantastic job with recruits and families when they are on campus. But the actual recruiting department itself, you know, when I covered Texas, which was a fellow Blue Blood program, they had a huge operation because um, you know, the head coach at the time was Tom Herman, who worked under Urban Meyer. And if you remember, Ohio State had a crazy, you know, recruiting operation. So it was the same type of Ohio State model at Texas when I covered them and Tom Herman. So I'd love to see Michigan catch up and have a blue blood level program. And, and you know, it's not just Ohio State and Texas. I mean, you have other blue bloods across the country. And even in your own conference, you have a school like Penn State that has a huge recruiting department as well. And, you know, with Michigan, it's a really small operation. You have Albert Karshnia. They just hired Sam Popper a few months ago. And those guys, you know, work really hard and, and you know, they grind when it comes to, to doing stuff in the office, but they don't necessarily have a wide network to really help the staff when it comes to recruiting relationships. And that's something that, Texas had because they had guys assigned to different areas within the recruiting department. And so, you know, I know that, for example, Steve Klingscale, right? 
He has strong ties in the state of Ohio. He's done a fantastic job recruiting the state of Ohio. But Steve Klinkscale can't focus all his time on recruiting Ohio because he has other areas to recruit. He has other positions to recruit. And he's a football coach. He has the team to worry about, his position group to worry about, right? So if you had a recruiting staffer dedicated to helping Michigan recruit the state of Ohio, that means that guy can be in consistent contact um, with underclassmen. That means that guy can be in consistent contact with the high school coaches, with the trainers, with the mentors, you know, everybody that comes with a recruitment. Steve Klinkscale is just one guy. So if you had a, a guy that's personally helping keep regular contact, that goes a long way in recruiting. I know it's the era of NIL, but you still have relationships that matter. And so what Texas did was they had, you know, kind of similar concept that I just said. They had a guy dedicated to Dallas. They had a guy dedicated to recruiting Polynesian kids. They had a guy dedicated to Houston. They had a guy dedicated to California. So you have all these guys that are dedicated to helping coaches uh, in their states and that, you know, or, or in their areas or, you know, with specific ties. And that makes the job easier for the assistant coaches who also have to coach the football team. Right. And so I think, uh, you know, just expanding the recruiting department, modernizing the recruiting department uh, is, is something that Jim Harbaugh has also been in favor of. They just haven't been able to really get it right. You went from Dudak to Courtney Morgan to Albert Parsons all over the last four years. I think you've had three changes. Um, so they haven't been able to find a guy to lead the charge and then surround him with other, you know, guys that can can really help the coaching staff. But, you know, I'd like to see Michigan hire 10, 15 guys and really help boost uh, the recruiting department. I think that should be a must at a place like the University of Michigan. You shouldn't be trailing your fellow Blue Buds when it comes to that, um, you know, when it comes to a recruiting department, especially since those guys you know, they're not making the big bucks here. So I think you can afford to bring on, you know, as many guys as you uh, see need. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like Michigan will definitely expand the recruiting department. As far as guys that I'd like to see Michigan bring in, you know, recruiting staffers don't have big names. It's not like I can go and, you know, I can name a guy, right? I can name a, an example of a guy I'd bring in would be like Taylor Edwards, right? He was at Arkansas when I covered Texas and uh, Arkansas used to be a little bit of a pain for Texas. And, and then he was at Maryland when, when George Hilo was there and they sold Brandon Jennings and he played a big part in that. And now he's at South Carolina, which is doing a great job of recruiting, but nobody's going to know who Taylor Edwards is. A lot of these guys are just kind of behind the scene guys that work really, really hard. Um, but I think, like I said, the bigger thing is just expanding the department, modernizing the department and helping out your assistant coaches. So, you know, you, you have great recruiters on staff, Sharon Moore, Steve Klinkscale, guys like that. But uh, the more you can help them out with, uh, the better, right? Especially guys that aren't as proactive on the recruiting trail, you know, maybe like a Mike Hart, you could really help him uh, get a boost with his top targets and you can help him with his secondary targets by having a guy that's just solely dedicated to helping Mike Hart with running backs. Like there's just a lot you can do when you have more manpower. Uh, let's go down to Tyson Smith. And he says, who are the big visitors for this weekend? Uh, so the biggest is a maybe right now. And that's Nitro Tuggle on 320, 24 wide receiver who's committed to Georgia. 
Michigan is trying to get him on campus. His teammate, Josiah Edmond, is committed to the Wolverines, and he's doing his best to try to recruit Nitro Tuggle. He told our Zach Libby um, that he really did want to make a visit to Michigan. So before he committed to Georgia, he he did make a couple of trips to Ann Arbor. He has a strong relationship with Michigan wide receivers coach Ron Bellamy. Like I said, you have the Edmund tie. Uh, so he's a maybe for this weekend would be great for the Wolverines to get him on campus and see if they can make a move there. You know, I, I think it's going to be tough to flip him from Georgia, but you never know. You have to get him on campus. And then there's some, you know, 2025s coming in. I think the highest rated of the 25s is Dwayne Galloway out of Ohio, uh, defensive back. You know, obviously Steve Klingscale has shown that he's not afraid to go after top talent in the state of Ohio, especially in the secondary. I know the Wolverines missed out on Bryce West and Aaron Scott, but that's not going to stop Klingscale from going after, you know, those types of guys. And Dwayne Galloway has absolutely blown up over the last few months. This kid went from unranked to the number 98 overall recruit in the country per on three. Michigan actually has the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Ohio State hasn't offered yet, which is interesting considering he's a Columbus kid and has blown up the way he has. Um, but he's a tall, long corner at six foot two, 175 pounds. Um, you know, another highly touted guy coming in is Marshall Pritchett on 300 tight end out of Georgia, same school that produced Marlon Klein. He told me has really, really high interest in the Wolverines, has been building a great relationship with tight ends coach Grant Newsom. And so I think the Wolverines have a chance to potentially take the lead for Marshall Pritchett this weekend. Um, and then another guy to know is Carter Smith, quarterback out of Florida coming in on 300 prospect, all eyes on Bryce Underwood, but Carter Smith could definitely be an option. Tyson Smith also says Michigan is a top school for Hussan Longstreet. Where do we stand there? So Hussan Longstreet on 300 quarterback, I'm sorry, four-star quarterback out of California. Um, it's interesting. He dropped his top eight today. And I know Zach had seen him live at the uh, Michigan satellite camp in Detroit this summer. Longstreet actually made an unofficial visit to Michigan and then threw in front of Campbell at that camp. But I hadn't really watched much of his tape. So, I, you know, I don't really love to watch huddle tapes too much unless it's the only thing available because it's just like highlights. Um, so I went and I found a full game that was cut up to where it was only his throws. So all his throws, all his runs. And man, he's so interesting. He has the same exact type of build as Jaden Davis, six foot uh, six foot and a half, 185 pounds. Literally, if you pull up the tape, he kind of looks like Jaden Davis, but um, much different type of prospect than Jaden Davis. He can run first and foremost. Uh, Corona Centennial is uh, one of the better programs in California. They're consistently facing uh, high level teams. But, um, you know, I, I saw him against defenses that are against a defense that had a couple of D1 players and, and he can run, man. They had some design runs for him off the read option and just, you know, they ran quarterback power with him and, you know, he didn't, he wasn't a game breaker as a runner, but he could run, showed a little bit of, you know, mobility in and out of the pocket, just escaping pass rush. Um, I wouldn't say he's as efficient as a passer 
as Jaden Davis, it looked like Jaden was more comfortable just throwing short to intermediate. Um, but man, he's so interesting in the sense that his throwing motion is kind of weird. Um, and he throws at all these different arm angles. Like he has all these side arms and just his release points all over the place, but it works. It's like, wow, this guy's so unconventional, but he's making a ton of plays. And so I, I don't think he has as high of a floor as a guy like Jaden Davis, who's just a safe take but he's definitely a high ceiling type of kid. Like there's just something about him where I'm like, this guy's weird, but I like him. Um, and then, yeah, as far as where Michigan stands, I mean, like I said, he visited in the off season. Michigan actually has the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. If the Wolverines miss out on Bryce Underwood, yeah, I could see them, you know, making a harder push for Longstreet. Kurt Campbell's keeping in touch there. And like I, I mentioned over at the Wolverine.com, they really, really do like him. So I think uh, Michigan's in a in a good spot there. Uh, Tyson Smith back with another one. He says, any chance with David Sanders? Others keep writing about him. Yeah, I think because Sanders had a social media post or something where he talked about Michigan or he was wearing Michigan gear or something. Um, look, I think this is going to be a tough recruitment for Michigan to win. You obviously have the ties to Jaden Davis and Channing Goodwin, both out of Providence Day and are committed to Michigan. On top of that, former Wolverine uh, Jonathan Goodwin, who is Channing's dad, is his offensive line coach at Providence Day. Um, and even more than that, Michigan was actually the first school to offer David Sanders. So terrific evaluation there by Sharon Moore. However, like I said, I think this is going to be a tough recruitment to win. Sanders made his first visit to Michigan in the summer. He's set to be back for the game against Ohio State. But I think Georgia, Clemson, Alabama, South Carolina are really, really hot on his list. I have a hard time you know, seeing him leave the South. If NIL becomes a factor, I don't have much confidence uh, in Michigan going up against some of those schools. Um, and I think Georgia is probably the most likely landing spot. But hey, Michigan shooting its shot. You have the ties. You have the relationship with Sharon Moore, and you have the offensive line production. So beat Ohio State and see what happens. Um, before we move on to our next question, we do have another message from a new sponsor joining the show tonight, and that is Leonard Financial Solutions. Uh, Leonard Financial Solutions founder Jonathan Leonard wants to listen to you to get to know your story and how he can help uh, you. People often hesitate to contact a financial advisor because they think they have to know what they want first. Leonard Financial Solutions founder Jonathan Leonard will start with you at square one, getting to know you and your unique situation. You don't have to outlive your retirement money. You don't want to make risky investments. You don't want your loved ones to experience financial insecurity. Leonard Financial Solutions wants to alleviate your fears by providing you with options for life insurance, income protection, retirement income, safe annuities, and Medicare. They take the time to explain the pros and cons of each product and will not rush you through the decision-making process, giving you the time you need to commit to a plan. When is the best time to sit down with a financial advisor? Now, whether you are just starting out, hoping to retire in the next five years, or already retired, Leonard Financial Solutions wants to help you make smart decisions about your money. Get the expert financial advice without the high-pressure sales pitch. Reach out to get started today for a free consultation at www.leonardfs.com 
or call 856-444-LIFE. Again, that's www.leonardfs.com or call 856-444-LIFE. All right. Thank you again to Leonard Financial Solutions. Man, Leonard scaring me here, man. I'm, I'm spending all my, you see the big boxes in the background. I just spent all my money on a 70 inch TV and some Yeezy. So I'm going to have to hit up Leonard so I can manage my money better because I'm just blowing all my bread. Let's go down to Tyson Smith. And he says, what's your favorite bird? What a weird uh, question. My favorite bird is probably a penguin, <laughs> I guess. I'm going to go with a penguin. Um, I really like penguins, man. I feel like penguins are, you know, kind of judged because they can't really fly. But it's my it's one of my life's dreams is to go to the Galapagos Islands with my wife and scuba dive and see the penguins swimming. Um, I really like those little uh, non-Arctic penguins that live in South America and in Australia. So, you know, big, big penguin guy. And then, you know, I've. I would say penguins. And then I think you have to put some respect on chickens because we eat them so much. And I obviously got to spend time with them at the farm. And, you know, I feel bad that we eat chickens, but at the same time, they're so good. And, and it's turkey season. It's November. So shout out to turkeys as well. Um, let's go down to Jeff M. And he says, it doesn't appear that Jaden Davis was able to bring many, if any, recruits with him. Would it be different with Bryce Underwood? Um, yeah, I mean, with Jaden Davis, he just has a really quiet personality. I mentioned when he committed that I didn't feel like he was going to bring in a lot of talent or at least be a really active recruiter. Um, and he really hasn't been too vocal for Michigan. Um, Bryce Underwood, and, and this is no diss on, on Jaden Davis, everybody's different. You know, if you're a quiet kid by nature, you're a quiet kid by nature. Um, and if you don't really love recruiting others, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. But I think it helps having a guy that is a peer recruiter. And I think Bryce Underwood can be that. Bryce Underwood is also pretty quiet, but he commands so much respect and he once he gets to know you, he does, you know, come out of his shell a little bit. And I think that a lot of the highly touted wide receivers already know him because Underwood spent has spent the last few years traveling around with Sound Mind, Sound Body to different seven on seven events. He's been to different camps. He knows a lot of these kids, not just at the wide receiver position, but just across the board in the 2025 recruiting class. And unlike Davis, he's the number one overall recruit in the country. When you have a five-star level guy like that, that's number one at the quarterback position, number one player in the country, you're going to want to play with Bryce Underwood. And also unlike Davis, I think he's just a surefire guy. I think he's the best quarterback recruit I've evaluated during my time on the Michigan beat. And that includes JJ McCarthy. Now, J.J. had a more magnetic personality than Bryce Underwood, for sure. And J.J. was able to wrangle in some guys to join him. But I think Bryce Underwood's status just helps him out so much. And like I said, even though he's quiet, he just kind of has a, a swagger and, and he knows a lot of these kids. And so, yeah, I think Bryce Underwood um, would obviously be a massive land based on talent alone. But I also think he would be a massive land in terms of being a peer recruiter because Michigan hasn't had a quarterback that's been a big booster on the recruiting trail 
since J.J. McCarthy. Like, there hasn't been anybody at the quarterback position, and J.J. is about to, you know, potentially move on from Michigan. And you haven't had a guy at the quarterback position that's been able to really vocally lead the class. Like, that. that's kind of disappointing. I think Bryce Underwood can definitely be that guy. Um, Chaotic37 says, I'm beginning to – Think much like Coach Hart in the past, Coach Elston is prioritizing offering hardworking, moderately talented players over blue chippers. Let me tell you something about Mike Elston. First of all, also like Coach Hart, he is a great evaluator of talent. But Mike Elston loves the lunch pail, hard hat guys. He wants those hard workers. And Zach and I always joke about Oh, another Mike Elston offer. It must be a lunch pail guy. And we're going to write these stupid cliches that everybody hates. Um, but man, Mike Elston likes his type of guys. And he's had success with those types of guys in the past, dating back to his time at Notre Dame. I'll, I'll tell you a story. One time I was in Dallas and I was already on the Michigan beat. So I was just back home. Um, and I was out at a practice and I saw a coach that uh, I knew from my time on the Texas beat that coached at Oklahoma. And uh, now he's still in the SEC. And he had worked with Mike Elston in the past. And I said, hey, coach, I know you worked with Elston in the past. You know, this was when Elston first got hired. I was like, what do you think about him as a recruiter? And he said, I'll give you one piece of advice. Be very careful questioning Mike Elston's evaluations. And so, you know, I've never really questioned Mike Elston's evaluations because I do like the lunch pail guys he brings in. You know, I'd love to see him uh, go after some of those big time defensive linemen. But, you know, it's so tough for Elston. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him, but it's so tough for Elston to recruit those high level defensive linemen because one, you know, high-level defensive linemen are tough to find, especially early on. Um, two, they're located in the South a lot of the times, and so getting them to Michigan is tough already. And then three, now that we're in the NIL era, it's tough to land those types of defensive linemen, right? Because you have NIL, they're most likely in the South. Like, it's tough to get uh, really highly touted defensive linemen. Um, and so I think Mike Elston does a really good job of finding guys that uh, really fit what he's looking for. Brooks Barr, Ted Hammond, Bobby Kanka, they're all basically the same guy. Um, and even more targets like Cole Breeler, like basically the same guy. Um, but I think he can turn those types of guys into really, really productive players. Owen Wafel, I'm super, super high on, you know. Uh, yeah, I just think Mike Elston's a really good evaluator of talent. He has a certain type of defensive lineman. Would I like to see him land you know, some some five stars, some top 100 defensive linemen, definitely. But I, I do think the guy knows how to evaluate. And I think in the age of NIL, where Michigan doesn't have a set plan on the recruiting trail, it's a tall task for to ask him to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on Mike Elson. Um, John A. Schultz says, EJ, now that Halloween is over, it's on to Thanksgiving. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Is cranberry sauce good? Yes or no? No, man. Nobody likes cranberry sauce. Get out of here. Cranberry sucks. And so does cranberry like juice and anything cranberry related. Get out of here. I don't want cranberry. I don't want stuffing either. I've heard that stuffing 
can be good if it's made right, but I guess I've never had it made right because that sucks. Um, my favorite Thanksgiving sides, I mean, are just the traditional sides, mashed potatoes and gravy, obviously. Um, corn, any type of way. You want to give me some buttered corn? You want to give me some corn on the cob? You want to give me some creamed corn? I will take cream corn every day, all day. I'm from the South, so cream corn uh, is a great time. And yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I, I just like my turkey, my mashed potatoes and gravy and my cream corn. I don't want sweet potatoes, you know, or yams. Aren't they the same thing? Like, I, I don't want any of that. I don't want cranberry stuff. I don't want pumpkin pie. I don't want any, any of anything that's not mashed potatoes and corn. So that's all I'm taking. Let's go down to Buzz Buzzer. And he says, hey, EJ, uh, that's a cool name, Buzz Buzzer. Um, hey, EJ, real odds on the big wood coming to Michigan. All right. I don't know if we're going to stick with the big wood for Bryce Underwood, but um, I do think Michigan's still in a heated battle with LSU right now. You know, the things that have to happen for Michigan are one, Jim Harbaugh does have to get an extension. Two, you do have to have some type of NIL plan in place. If it's not a standard plan and it's a one-off just for Bryce Underwood, that's completely fine too, just some type of NIL. Um, but those are the two big things, honestly, that Michigan can do. I think J.J. McCarthy is playing really well, and that's impressed him. The offense has opened up. Kirk Campbell has been a big upgrade over Matt Weiss. Um, and I think the last thing, I guess, if you wanted to add a third thing is – ensure he does get on campus for that game against Ohio State and he does work around his playoff schedule. Um, but outside of that, man, I, I still think it's LSU and Michigan. We're still waiting for another surprise school to maybe join the fold here, but so far still LSU and Michigan. Courtney Harper says, what flips or commits are we likely to get to finish the class? Also Underwood or McIntyre, who do you have? Um, second question first, um, I'm taking Bryce over McIntyre. I've seen both live. I think Bryce is a generational talent. He's the number one quarterback and number one overall recruit in the country. I know George McIntyre is ranked number two. I don't even know if I would have McIntyre number two, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I would take Bryce Underwood. And as far as what flips or commits are we likely to get to finish the class? That's a tough question. You know, Michigan's still pushing for Kansas edge commit. Deshaun Warner, they're evaluating some wide receivers. Obviously, they're work, still working on Nitro Tuggle, who we mentioned earlier in the show that's committed to Georgia. Um, but they really like Chance Wiggins, who's committed to Virginia Tech. I'm actually going to go watch him play on Friday night. I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually do offer him. They've been in regular contact with Wiggins. And you know, they're evaluating some guys in the secondary, some guys that knows, but Really, the guy they're pushing for the most or the guys they're pushing for the most are probably just Warner and Tuggle. And uh, that leads us to our next question. Josh Jackson, who's the closest to committing in 2024? There aren't really any imminent commits in 2024 right now. Like I couldn't even give you a true candidate there. Um, we only have a few more questions and we are out of time. So let's just go rapid fire. I didn't realize we were that much past time. Uh, sorry to our producer. Megan, who, by the way, guys, Megan enjoys candy corn and peanuts. I don't know if that's like a Nebraska thing. She is a uh, Nebraska alum, 
but she loves candy corn and peanuts. In fact, she's eating them behind screen right now. She got, she went to that Dollar Tree and got like the 50 cent giant bag of candy corn and mixed them in with peanuts. I don't know if anybody likes that, but that sounds disgusting. Um, is Bryce, sorry, Megan, is Bryce trending? She can't, she can't talk for herself. She has a mouthful of candy corn and peanuts, but is Bryce trending towards LSU? There seems to be a lot of buzz around LSU. Like I just said, still think it's a Michigan LSU battle. If I had to pick today, it would probably be LSU just because I do think they have a more concrete NIL plan and he is coming off a visit there. But Michigan can swing back the momentum once they do get them on campus for the game against Ohio State. If that does happen, um, obviously Michigan's closer to home. And if they do put a NIL plan together, which I'm told they're working on, you know, we'll see. So, but but yeah, I wouldn't say that you know LSU is you know heavily trending for Bryce. I think it's still really really close right now. Uh, Newber, any good flip candidates for 24? Like I said, man. It's really just Deshaun Warner, who's committed to Kansas, um, Chance Wiggins, who's committed to Virginia Tech. And, you know, there's other guys that are maybe on the back burner, like Makai White, who's another wide receiver, actually a teammate of Chance Wiggins, uh, who's committed to Maryland. There's some guys, you know, maybe on the back end in the secondary, like a former guy, I guess wouldn't count as a flip candidate, but former Michigan State DB commit Reggie Powers or current Michigan State DB commit uh, Justin Denson. But yeah, slim pickings right now. Um, I think, oh, we have a few more. No pumpkin pie here. Say no, anything pumpkin is disgusting. Get that out of here. I'll take a chocolate pie or a lemon meringue pie. Any other pie you want to give me, but not pumpkin pie. I'm trying to think of oh, rhubarb. You know, go up to Traverse City, it's yourself a rhubarb pie, but definitely not a pumpkin pie. I heard that Jim is going to get his contract. Uh, our Chris Ballas is reporting that the contract talks are ongoing, they're progressing, and things could happen soon, so we'll see. Uh, any surprise 2024 recruits to join the class? Uh, not right now, guys. And um, last thing is Megan, candy corn, WTF. I guess if you're a corn husker, you'd like candy corn and peanuts candy corn mixed with peanuts we can't forget that it's not just candy corn itself all right guys go celebrate dia de los muertos i will be eating enchiladas tonight also like this video subscribe to our youtube channel help us get to twenty-five thousand. subscribe to the wolverine.com today for one dollar for one month and get the latest on michigan recruiting the team the sign stealing scandal Garbaugh's contract. There's no better time to take advantage of $1 for one month. And uh, I'll see you next week for our Wednesday show and our Tuesday show with Zach Libby as well. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.